Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for free. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com slash busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, Tommy Dreamer and I celebrate Canada Day. Speaking of Canada Day, Jimmy Corderas. Speaking of Jimmy Corderas, we do the Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling referees. No, Jimmy Corderas, unfortunately, is not on either one of our Mount Rushmore, but we open up to the nation as well. So, yes, on Canada Day, we talk about the greatest pro wrestling and the Mount Rushmore of referees. Also, we get into Impact Wrestling and Tommy Dreamer's promo on Moose. We'll get into that. And also, just before Fighter Fest night number one, we talk to Private Party. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I came up right. with my uh, Mount Rushmore referees, Tommy, if you're interested yeah. in hearing. Absolutely. I've been holding this whole commercial break, Dan. Well, I was kind of, I was giving you time. But again, if, if, if the nation wants to jump in on the conversation, again, this is not planned. This was organic. We totally were not thinking of when Gabby came down with the, uh, the rundown for today's show. She didn't have Mount Rushmore of refs <laughs> at uh, 935 Eastern time. But 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT93, because Tommy and I are crazy when it comes to pro wrestling. Okay, and I on, do not on. before uh, you give your list. Let's yes, kind of wait maybe till 1130. I'm going to put this on the Twitter machine. I have to move away all my moose shoot promo on him uh, feedback. And I'm going to put that out there. I want the nation to tell me who they feel should be in their Mount Rushmore of referees. All right. Well, we do have some nation members that want to join in on the conversation. Can I take them or should I wait? Uh, absolutely. I love hearing from the nation. I mean, Gabby's already saying, don't ask these questions. She's waving her Zoom hands all over the place. Her yeah. dog is waving his tail. Yes. But the phone lines are already lit. But keep on calling in because that's what we do. That's what it's called. Talk radio to get the nation involved. The number no. one talk radio here and in Canada across the world. Not that's by right. One. And, and it is Canada Day. And Jimmy Corderas is from Canada, which started the conversation about the Mount Rushmore referees. That's where our brain works. So let's go out to Ruben in Texas. Ruben, what do you got on the Mount Rushmore of referees? Hey, good morning, guys. Um, I got um, Dan Engler, uh, Tim White, Earl Ebner, and um, my favorite one that I've seen live is um, the New Japan referee, um, Red Shoes. Red Shoes. That's a good oh, – you know what, man. Ruben? That's a good one, Ruben. Didn't even think of Red yeah. Shoes. Wow. Ruben, great phone call. Tommy, do you put Red Shoes on your Mount Rushmore? Dude, this is, like, hard now because there was also a – man, what was his name in L.A.? Jimmy Red Shoes Duggan. And I, don't, I think that's where Red Shoes got his gimmick for. It was Red Shoes Tiger Hattori? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Man, this is hard. Why would you do this to me? All right. Let's go out to Ray in Massachusetts. Ray, who's on your Mount Rushmore of referees? On my Mount Rushmore of referees, uh, I would have to put Mike Kyoto. Mike Kyoto. Uh, Red one. Shoes from New Japan. Okay. Uh, Timmy White. And then... Uh, 
dangerous Danny Davis just because Ooh. of what they did with his storyline. And, and, and Ray, really good yep. list of your Mount Rushmore. You know, again, another Tim White, another Red Shoes Tommy, and then he brings in Danny Davis. Now, I wouldn't put Danny Davis because Danny Davis, you know, used the rules to his advantage. But, like, you can also say, hey, Danny Davis was in a storyline. And Danny Davis was in a WrestleMania match. Maybe the biggest WrestleMania of all time in WrestleMania 3. So, yeah. Danny Davis, you know, Danny Davis ain't bad. Referee, filled out that referee latex, uh, latex, uh, spandex. He did. Shirt, really, really nice old school boat neck. Oh, man, that was heat outfit. Man, and Danny Davis hard. at one point was a legit referee before he got corrupted by Jimmy Hart and the Hart Foundation. He did have like a legit career as a referee. And then went back as a referee. He was reinstated. Yes, he was reinstated. I wonder if Jimmy Corderas is listening because I would love to get like. He's already chimed in. He said in his opinion, Tommy Young. Tommy Young is one. number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but the, but our uh, our question wasn't who's number one. Our question was the Mount Rushmore. You got to come up with four. Well, I wonder I if Jimmy Corderas. I wonder if Jimmy Corderas puts himself on the Mount Rushmore. Some people are actually tweeting that I should be on the Mount Rushmore after my two stellar performances at uh, House of Hardcore in New Jersey and at the ECW Arena. You were excellent in both those, except for when the part when Bubba went to pick you up to sit you on the turbuckle and you just started laying down. On top of the turbuckle. Well, I didn't know what and he was you, doing. And you were look like you look like you were probably like three hundred pounds and Bubba was trying to put you up and you got all stiff. I get it. And then I another stiff. point I remember you go, What the hell am I doing? <laughs> I, th- I said, no, but like Bully was like, what the hell are you doing, LeGrec? And I said, I have no idea. Just sitting on the on the top turnbuckle. It was a really tough moment. Rich Palladino chimes in on social media. I talk about a great ring announcer. Rich Palladino might be, uh, you know, on the Mount Rushmore of ring announcers. That, that's, that's a topic for another day. But he throws out a name that might throw everything off when it comes to my Mount Rushmore. He throws out, and this guy ruled the Meadowlands, Dick Worley. Oof. Yeah, man. There's a Mario Savoldi. There's a yeah. lot. And it's sad because WWE has a litany of referees, and we don't know most of their names is because they don't tell us who they are. I hate that. What about Dick Kroll? Yep, he was another good one. Dick Kroll, I mean, he was the famous referee that, you know, when Arnold Skolin threw in the towel with Iron Sheik and Bob Backlund. Mm -hmm. He uh, He was the referee for Hogan as well. Oh, when Hogan beat the Sheik for the championship title? Yep. Are you sure about that? No, I'm not sure of anything. Sometimes I lie <laughs> on the air when I'm... Uh, uh, no, I'm being out. honest. Like, is that... Did, I, 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 was he? Because I don't think he was. I don't know. This well, you whole... just said it. I mean, I, you know, like, I don't I know. I think he was. Then I'm also thinking it could have been... Uh, oh, no, that could have been Jack Lotz that passed away. I don't know. I've had I think a lot it was. of concussions. I, I'm living in a lake. All right, right, let's go back out to the busted opinion. A lot of fans want to chime in on the Mount Rushmore of referees. Let's go out. (laughs) Let's go out to West. Waving the Canadian flag today. That's it. This is, this is, this is where I'm calling it Jimmy Corderas Day because he's probably, him and Nug are probably my two favorite Canadians. Nug and Jimmy Corderas. What about RJ City? Come on now. I'm not, I'm not as big a fan of RJ City as I am of Jimmy Corderas and Nug. Jimmy Corderas and Nug have given me things, have given me gifts. <laughs> Let's go out RJ to West. RJ City has given you the gift of Andre the Giant. The, now. The, all... I mean, that he, he did. He was the one that told them to wear the singlet so he could show a little nipple. That last line popped <laughs> me so big. <laughs> it was fantastic. RJ City's a gift. Maybe we should get RJ City on to celebrate Canada Day. No. Let's, okay, let's go. He's from Queens. All right, then why'd you then why'd you bring up RJ City when it came to Canada Day? No, well, he's Canadian and American. All right, doesn't count. Let's, again, then why did you bring up his name when I brought up Canada Day? But I digress, Tommy. Let's go out to Wes in Jacksonville. Wes, what do you got on the, who do you got on the Mount Rushmore of refs? 
All right, Dave. So I have uh, Earl Hebner, for one. Um, Earl Hebner is, I think he uh, basically defined the Attitude Era. Uh, it was I've always been an Earl Hebner fan. Other one being uh, referee Nick Patrick. He was the ultimate heel ref when he joined the NWO. Um, I also like Timmy White. Timmy White, I felt like, did some of the best selling in the ring when he would take a bump, as well as uh, current referee Charles Robinson. I feel like yeah, I've been watching Charles Robinson since uh, since the time that wrestling started. I feel like Charles Robinson's been wearing the zebra striped shirt. So that would be that would definitely be my Mount Rushmore of referees. But I think moving her way up is Aubrey Edwards. I think the way that she's using uh, social media, she's really connecting with fans in ways that referees have never done before. Yeah, and in OS, and you know, listen, she's guest on shows. She was on uh, Chris Jericho's podcast. I mean, there's a lot of people that wouldn't agree because she she mentioned that she would never have wanted to work in the WWE because you can't be a character in the WWE. You know, a lot of people would say that that goes against being a referee, but you know, that's how people take it. There's no right or wrong answers here. But Tommy, we are getting a lot of similar names on every list, which I find very, very interesting. Let's go out to Jerry in Richmond. Jerry, who's on your Mount Rushmore of referees? Tommy Young, of course, because, well, he was in this area. Charles Robinson, because the man has longevity like no one else. Earl Hebner, personal favorite, and a sleeper pick would be from world class, David Manning. And if I may, an honorable mention, gone before his time, Joseph Morella. Yes, you're right, Joseph Morella, uh, gone before his time. Thank you, Jerry. I believe he he passed away in a car accident, correct, Tommy? Yes, the Jersey Turnpike. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Joey Morella was a fabulous referee. Um, but you see, Dave, now we're also going, we're just going to like top. We got it. If you're going to stick to your Mount Rushmore, we're getting, people are going the Tommy Dreamer route with honorable mentions. There's only four on that Mount Rushmore. There's not like a fifth person hiking up that mountain or rock climbing up that mountain. You got to just go for All four. Right. <clears throat> I'm going to set the rules right here, Tommy. <laughs> you got to give us only four and you, and you got out of the four, you got to give us our number one. So you give your three and then your number one. I'm not going to say four. It's not a list. So it's not four, three, two, one, because it's the Mount Rushmore. But I would like to see, I, I'd like to hear who your, who your top referee is. Let's go to John in New York. John, who's on your Mount Rushmore refs? I modeled myself as a former referee after John Finnegan. Um, okay. Mark- Referee Mark Curtis, Charles Robinson, and my favorite heel of all time, Nick Patrick. Nick Patrick is getting a lot of love, and Mark Curtis, obviously, a referee in WCW. Not a bad list, John. We're getting some similar names, but then there's a couple of names that are creeping up, Tommy, that you know not everyone is talking about. Because, yeah. Tommy, this is... This is where I, I'm sorry, not to interrupt, but this is where like I, I was a little hard on you in the beginning for fun. But this is really difficult. This is one that you really have to put a lot of thought into because when you talk about top, like the, your Mount Rushmore of wrestlers, these are these are things you've already thought about. Like I don't think anyone's ever thought about their Mount Rushmore of referees. You got to put a little thought into it. It's a it's a tough one. Well, Bill Demott has chimed in and he said uh, Earl Hebner. Uh, Worley, Nick Patrick, and Brian Hildebrand. And, you know, I never got to work with Brian Hildebrand, but he was an excellent ref. But then you also got to go back. Dude, there's here's someone else, Harvey Wimpleman. He was a hell of a ref at a time. Uh, Mark Curtis, Bill Alfonso, Earl Hebner. How about poor Dave Hebner not getting any love and affection? He was a referee as well. Baseball is back. 60 games in 66 days. Opening day is July 24th. Forget about labor disputes and prorated pay. Now it's time to lace them up and win some ball games. They're going crazy! Hear every bit of breaking news and analysis leading up to the 2020 season on MLB Network Radio, Sirius 209, XM89, and the Sirius XM app. We got to get into Impact Wrestling from last night. And Tommy... 
One hell of a promo from a busted open Tommy Dreamer last night on Impact. Well, thank you very much. It was, uh, you know, we say that life often imitates art. And there's a reason why I went at it, moose so, so hard. And uh, I'll share that with a picture in after the show goes off the air. But uh, Moose and I were friends, and I, I've known Moose for a long, long time. I think uh, Moose should be a lot higher uh, where than he is, and I feel he is complacent, and he kind of has made <clears throat> some comments behind the scenes when, you know, listen, man, these are some weird, weird times. And the first time we went back to Impact Wrestling, you know, everyone is wearing masks and we're all, you know, I got to just like everybody at home or when you go out, this is the first time we're out and it's scary. And like I said, Impact Wrestling did everything in its power to make everyone feel uncomfortable during these times and gave people the option not to come to work, which was really, really cool. And also paid everyone if they did not come to work and there was no heat, no ramifications. Those television tapings were at times difficult, but like professional wrestlers, we band together. And during that time, there was one person who complained and they complained about catering. And then another time complained that there was no more coffee and it was moose. And that really, really rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, just because it's like, Hey man, we're, we're all scared. And like, even driving home, like, you know, like I said, man, I drove 15 hours, uh, to get where I had to go. And then I had to quarantine myself, I had to quarantine myself away from my family, away, away from, uh, my mom for 14 days after that, just because I didn't want to get anybody sick. And for somebody to complain about catering or someone to complain about the next day, it was about coffee when Honestly, everyone by by day two, it was a lot more normal and it was a lot more the boys being the boys. But yes, everyone was social distancing and we had chairs perfectly set up away from people. But he was the first person to complain. <clears throat> that really, really bothered me. And there was another point, And I know you saw the where it was. And I, I took a picture of it and I took a picture of it and I sent it to him. And I sent it because a lot of times it was me, him, and Eddie Edwards always dressing in the same area. And uh, we were in Mexico City. I wrestled Ace Austin, and I told you I was blown up. I was also like, I actually went to the doctor because I was bleeding afterwards, and I was just like, I don't feel good. And the doctor was like, and like I had them check my vitals and all that stuff. And he was like, well, you know, we're at a higher altitude here in Mexico City. Also, you've been bleeding for 20 minutes and also you're 49 years old. And I was like, I just, I don't feel right. Plus, maybe I shouldn't have had all those uh, monster drinks. <laughs> uh, but I also did that, you know, uh, I hate to break the barrier here, but old school, you would take aspirin to make your, thin out your blood. So you bleed more. But I drank two monsters. I'm surprised I didn't urinate during my match, but that, that'll happen like when I turn 50. I'll just start peeing when somebody kicks me in my stomach. I'll <laughs> let it go. And then uh, that's another story. <clears throat> so after wrestling Ace Austin, who's on top of his game and, you know, taking some hellacious bumps and being stupid Tommy Dreamer and trying to, and I felt I did take Ace Austin to the next level because Ace Austin will be a star. I come in the back and, you know, I also talk about have rituals. Um, I had a towel placed on my bag. That was my towel that after I come back from a match, I, I'm sweating. I, I know we've had Thunder Rosa come on and like I'm talking. I get under boob sweat. I got to take care of that first because as a lot of the ladies know, or men with man boobs, under boob sweat is horrible. It's gross. Also, I'm bleeding a lot. And I just like to like put a towel around my neck and cool down. I come back, Moose had left, and my towel was on the floor, and it had his footprints on it. Oh, he geez. used my towel that I needed for my bloody head, my body. He had a towel. It was my hotel towel, but he took it off my bag and used it for his feet 
So he could stand there and either lotion or uh, so he didn't have to put his feet on a dirty floor after he took a shower, all that stuff. And man, I was furious. And that was the last day of the tour. And our hotel in Mexico City, we would walk back to the hotel. So after like, this is now the end of the show. It's probably about a quarter to midnight in Mexico City. I have to walk about four blocks, bloody as can be, through Mexico City. Nobody bothered me because I look like a crazy homeless person in polka dot pants uh, and blood all over my face. And that's what kind of really started this where, you know, me and Moose stopped talking and yeah, I'll joke around with him, but our friendship kind of went a different way. And then this whole thing that started, you know, another person is Steve, uh, Crazy Steve, where we'll be telling his story. Uh, Crazy Steve has been my friend for a long, long time. Straight up, people. Crazy Steve is blind. He's a blind wrestler. Yep. What he does is amazing. He's a better wrestler than pe- some people that have sight. The fact that his story has not been told does him a disservice. But it's not like, you know, he's kind of, he's a modern day daredevil. He sees shapes and he hears things and times it like ducks and people's footwork. If you think of how amazing of, of a person that is, to be out there and performing the way he does. And, you know, I went out there to check on Moose. Moose busted me open in my face. Fine. You want to bust me open in my face? Uh, it was as real as real can get. I had a mask on. I had my gloves on. Wasn't really prepping to go out there. And I just kind of sometimes do as I like to do. If you like it, air it. If you don't like it, cool. Um, just went out there, cut a nice little promo. And then the rest uh, has been history. And it, it was a lot of people were talking about it last night. That's the backstory. And I saw it's, it's funny because it's a new generation. Moose has stopped following me on social media because I guess I hurt his uh, feelings on what I said. But it's all true. You know, Moose didn't grow up wanting to be a professional football player. He did it so he could hang out with his friends. And he's so talented. Moose should be a main event player. Moose should be the heavyweight champion, but Moose, I feel is complacent and an entitled athlete. And he's so athletic. He can do whatever he wants. Like he didn't want to be a professional football player, but he's so good at it. And then like, again, I know the guy, his grandmother's like, Hey, you can get, go to college and be the first person in your family to go to college. And he was like, okay. And then it was like, Hey man, you could get paid to play football. Okay. And then he just coasted. And I feel he's been coasting an impact. And he hasn't won a title. And what did he do? He created a fake one. That's yeah. BS. And I know that's, you know, somewhat storyline, but as well as that's just him and cool. So we'll have to wait and see what happens between him and I. But uh, you want to bust me open? I will bust you open as well. You know what? Um, I thought there was definitely a lot of truth uh, to that promo last night and moose is somebody that we've covered here on busted open for years and he's somebody that's been on this show before but i have to agree with you tommy in the fact that for somebody who is athletic as he is you know it's very rare to get a guy that's his size and as quick as he is and obviously being an nfl player you know how athletic and how quick that he is he wouldn't have been able to to perform like he did in the NFL if he didn't have size and quickness. But you're right. It's almost like he wrestles uninspired. Um, and I thought by this time he would be running Impact Wrestling. Kind of the way Bobby Lashley did a few years back. Remember Bobby Lashley came in to Impact Wrestling with a lot of question marks. And he dominated. He dominated in the ring and on the microphone. Um, and I think finally the WWE is tapping in to how much talent Bobby Lashley has. And, and Moose came in there and I really did feel like he was going to be able to just ride to the, to the top of the card, to the top of the roster. That hasn't happened. It really hasn't happened. And you're right. He created a title, Tommy. I, I really do feel from the outside looking in that he is somebody that just doesn't have a love and passion for pro wrestling. Could be. Uh, you can maybe interview him um, during, I guess, leading up to Slammiversary. Uh, I won't be on that show. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you, you know, Gabby, I won't host that. Maybe you can have Bubba or Mark Henry do it. 
Um, don't know who he'll be facing at Slammiversary. If there is an open spot, love to do it. And you know, there's a difference between when Taz created the FTW title and then after that it was, you know, Steve Austin created his own title. It's a lot different than just uh, going out there and, and saying you're a champion. A champion, uh, titles are won and lost in the ring. And a champion has to also conduct himself like a champion. If you're going to be a face of a brand or a face of a company, you have to act that way. And there's all cool to be about acting like a heel or acting like a jerk. But it's different when, I, I said it last night, man, we were scared. The world is scared. And we all need to band together. And for the longest time, it was, hey, we're in this together. But we also don't know how long we're going to be in this together. And yeah. we don't need, we need people to uplift each other as well as locker room leaders. And like I said, not locker room cancers. If you want to go out there and complain about something, either A, go get your own food somewhere else because we had people bring us in. The reason why we didn't have coffee is because we didn't want talent pouring uh, coffee and possibly cross-contaminating uh, it. There's a big thing going on right now in the world. I just, I opened up my phone to Planet Fitness, 105 people in Virginia could be uh, infected because they went to the gym and a person just tested positive for coronavirus. And they're asking all these people, please go get tested. Um, there's all these different things. Again, impacted everything that they felt possible. We've seen uh, a minor outbreak of COVID happen in WWE. We hear all the greatness that AEW has been doing and WWE is doing great stuff too. Is this just something that we can't control? And how dare you go out there and speak out about stuff like that? It's petty little bullshit and I'm not yeah. going to have it. And I'm not going to have it for someone who's, you're not going to disrespect me. You've already disrespected me in Mexico and literally, dude, back in the day, and, and I know it's a different era, but you ask anybody, you take something off of somebody's bag, then you're also considered a thief. And the whole, oh, well, it's moose. It's okay. That don't fly with me, especially to, and it's not just because of me. It would have, I would have fought if it was the lowest person in the locker room's uh, towel. I would have I would have went up and said, "Hey, man, that's not yours." And the fact that you're going to use it for your feet, I'm seriously that's disrespect. And during these times, you know, again, like I said, this is real. And when a company goes out of its way, you also need to go out of your way for that company. And across the board, and this is a company that's paying you. This is a company, and if not, leave, take your ball, go play somewhere else. And that's it. That's that's my story with that. And that's why it came out that way. And people were like, oh, it was passionate. Promo. Yeah, because it's real. And we don't really have a friendship no more or anymore. And I'm okay with it. You're not going to disrespect me. And it's not because I'm, a th I'm I've been, oh, I've been in the business 30 years. Bullshit. Nope. I'm not pulling my vet card. You disrespected another human being. That's it. And if you're going to be where you want to be in your career, then either step up or Get the fuck out. Excuse me for cursing because now I'm getting pissed. Fantasy Sports Radio is 10 years old. And we're celebrating the top performers of the decade with the Diamond Awards. Here our fantasy football all-decade team announced Wednesday morning at 9 Eastern. Flavion Bell, touchdown. Plus, our fantasy baseball all-decade team Friday morning at 9 Eastern. Out of here, Mike Brown. And find out how you can be inducted into the subscriber ring of honor. The 10th anniversary of Fantasy Sports Radio on Sirius 210 XM 87. The Sirius XM app and however you stream at home. Night number one, Tommy, of Fighter Fest. And a tag team that you're going to see tonight is from a location where you need an invitation. And that's Private Party. Isaiah Cassie, Mark Quinn joining us here on Busted Open. What's going on, guys? There's they are very visual. They're very theatrical, Tommy. Absolutely. That light bill is about to go up. <laughs> Are you guys excited for Fighter Fest tonight on TNT? Of yeah, course. I think I think, think excited would be an understatement, to be honest. Yeah, like, Tell like right now, I'm up before 12 o'clock. So yeah. that shows how excited I am. Can't sleep. All right. So, all right. So, all right. All right. Mark Quinn, I, I got to ask you this because you just said that you're, you're up before noon. So give me almost like your daily routine. Is, is there, you know, some vodka and cranberry going on last night? You got a big match. So I'm sure you probably <laughs> sacrificed that and then to get yeah. up early for the interview. So tell me like, tell me what last night was like for you. I, I got to agree. Some things have to get sacrificed. 
the cranberry was sacrificed. Okay. But everything else pretty much stayed the same. I remember um, trying to check out Jacksonville. It's a little ghost town out here. So pretty much had to um, do what I have, stay down at the hotel bar. No. I think I got in like around 4, 4.30. And since then, I, I tried to get some shout out, but it ain't happening. It ain't go down that way. Q, uh, let me help you out a little bit. Number one, when you're speaking, please stop moving all around because we're losing some of your audio. Um, and I know he's very excited, Tommy. Big man, I, 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 I can't. I gotta, I gotta keep moving. Okay, all I, right, I, I understand, but then we can't hear half the things that you say. And I'm just trying to help you out. I know you do your press junkets for AEW. I'm just trying to help you out here. We're here to promote okay. the show, right. so just calm okay, down. And obviously, your last night didn't go as good because I could see your bed. There's no nobody laying in it, as well as the bed is. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, got, I, got, I got wait, 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 wait. I got room service. Room, room okay. service. They come. They come early. Okay, that's that's the way it should be. Um, now, guys, uh, tell first of all, I think tonight's match with you guys is going to be a show stealer because I know you guys pretty well. I also know your opponents. Um, you guys have faced off before on indies, correct? Many, many times. Uh, Five years. But yeah. And now it's next level because you're on a gigantic stage. And I know your guys rise. You're too, uh, you guys quickly rose through the indies because of your talents. And, and I remember, you know, there was a big demand where everyone's like, man, these are the next guys. These are the next guys. And you've quickly risen to the ranks, but what are you expecting for tonight with your match with uh, LAX? Oh, not LAX, sorry, whatever their new name is. Antana <laughs> 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 and Ortiz, the inner circle. I'm, I'm expecting that we take it to the next level. Like, we always have the mentality of um, up in, upping something more in the match. So I feel like, especially at the stage that we are today, I feel like we're going to take it to, like, the next level. And if we ever do it again, we're going to take it even to our next level. You know, so uh, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. I, got, I already know they're going to bring it and I know we're going to bring it. So we're going to see what happens. How has your life changed really since you, it's literally been a year for you guys. Yeah. Um, how has your life changed, you know, outside of the whole coronavirus uh, and being, but like, it was just like, literally, your dreams came true very, very quickly. I, I would say now that when I walk in the street, people people go, that's why his hair is cut like that. Because normally when I would just walk around, my hair is like this, we were just like, okay, like, there's something wrong with that guy. Or especially from where I'm from, they're just like, yeah, he's crazy. Or he's trying to be too different. And now when I um, walk around and stuff, pretty much, people would be like, oh, no, he's a professional wrestler. He's on TV now. That's why he looks like that. That's why he's like that. So I guess it's kind of like a, um, what's it, what can I say? Uh, uh, a sigh of relief of why I had to look like this. But then I kind of like how I look. So it worked for Iceman King Parsons for years, bro. You look him up. He looked amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about like Isaiah? What about you? Because you seem just from doing this interview more like laid back. You know, obviously when it comes to in ring work, that is the complete opposite. But you seem to yeah. be more laid back. So I would think that the attention probably doesn't bother you at all. I mean, what do you think? Well, you know, once 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 you meet your little lifestyle, you know, you've been getting the attention for all the amount of years, you know, I'm in high school. I look this good. You know, I got girls coming up to me every single day. So, you know, it, it ain't nothing new, but as far as being on TV, that's a, that's a whole different ball game right there. It's crazy. The fact that, you know, I got people, I got women, I got family, I got cousins. I got, yo, I just saw you on TV. So the fact that, you know, they call me and they tell me that I seen you on TV like often. And it's like, wow, that's, that's pretty surreal. And it's pretty crazy that, you know, it came so fast. You know, but other than that, you know, everything's been the same. But you guys also learned it from, you know, you learned your craft from a really, really good place. And it was also, you guys were also taught the right way in the sense of with respect, respect, not only for each other, but respect for your peers. I remember the first time I met you and I was like, Hey man, what's up? And then when I watched you guys work, I was like, Whoa. And there was, there was already like, again, like a buzz, but your rise was pretty quick where 
And I would see it too. And I would see it like when I, you know, was running House of Hardcore shows where, you know, we went, it would go through, hey man, you guys uh, available here. And it was at one point where you'd work anywhere for any amount of money, but then it's like, now I'm booked or, Hey, you know, you can call your own shots. That's a great feeling. Uh, and I know you guys know. Yeah. And, uh, also I don't know, how old are you guys? I'm, I'm 29. Uh, I'm turning 23 next week, Friday. So if you want to give me any birthday gifts in advance, that will be really appreciated. Um, specifically I like Hennessy. I like Duce. I like pineapple patron. If you want to do some vodka, whatever, you know, just give you like a rough range. <laughs> how of how stuff you go like from heavy and then just list a uh, light one? Because once you meet, you know, nothing, nothing phases you. So your your birthday is next week. You said <laughs> next next week, yep. Friday, July tenth. All right. You know what? I got I got birthday cake in the freezer. We can celebrate your birthday. Where? Carvel okay. Carvel ice cream cake. I mean, it's we can do that. You know. Okay. As long as as long wait, as. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa! What's with the face? With the you, you don't like ice cream cake. Oh, no, I like it. I like it. It has, it has to be ice cream. It has to be sprinkles on. You know, I have to have sprinkles on. If I don't have the sprinkles on, I don't want it. You got to have the sprinkles on. No, he already got it in the freezer. It's old. It's not old. I got uh, it yesterday. It's been left out since yesterday because Cody hung up on him because there was this big <laughs> issue that's going on. Yeah, Cody was on yesterday so. and hung up on me. I, I had gifts and everything, and he hung up on me. Don't say anything <laughs> bad about him. He's your boss. <laughs> they know, but they know because they have to deal with him, you know, almost on a daily basis. Um, I will say this, though. I, I met both of you at a GoPro wrestling show just before you signed with AEW in New Jersey. And uh, you guys were so respectful. You came up, you shook my hand, which I thought was awesome. And then I remember I thought I heard Isaiah say boomer. I'm not really sure when he was walking away. I'm not really sure. I'm, try, I'm, trying, I'm trying to, you know, figure out the lingo, you know. Like, I might have I told you, like, about how, you know, I got married and bought a house by 23 and I didn't have any, any debt. But I... But, and I thought I thought I heard you say boomer, but I could be wrong. See, I'm trying. See, Tommy, I'm learning things oh, at 48 years old. No, correct. <laughs> hey, you guys uh, feel any pressure with uh, the competition in the sense of? I know you said you're going to step it up, but do you guys feel any competition where? Hey, man, we're going. We want to kill it. It's I got it from ECW. It's it's team pride in the sense of. Hey man, if people aren't watching, we're going to go out there and make sure that they watch. Do you guys have that sense when you're performing or like, you know, we, we just were discussing it for the first time in a long time. Uh, AEW lost in the great battle of the stupid ratings. But to me, it's like, okay, you beat us this week. We've been kicking your ass for a long time and now we're coming at you. But I don't know how you guys feel. Uh, I say personally, I felt um, well going into Fighter Fest. Yes, there there is pressure because at, at first I was just like, all right, we keep beating them in the ratings constantly. You know, you kind of get cocky and like whatever. We know people going to tune in, but now that we lost, it's just like, okay, so they they are going to change the channel if we don't step it up. So now it's just like, yeah, we're going to step it up. We're going to do everything, pretty much that. That, that we can do or well, that I, know actually, I want to take it to the next level actually but you know you got you got some people that's probably going to be like uh, don't do this don't do that but right now they, uh, I, I don't have no fear so I, when you I say think, I think, oh go ahead Isaiah oh. I'm sorry go ahead Isaiah I apologize no, okay Very good. Um, I think with us you know we always have the mentality of ripping it on every show we on or every match we have on TV because you know there's always a new viewer that doesn't know us, you know, and that's, there's a chance for that new viewer to become a fan of AW or become a fan of, you know, the brand, the private party. So, um, especially with the caliber of athletes that we have on our roster, we have to step it up. And once you have the mentality, right, I'm going to try to steal the show. I think, you know, it always works on your favor because you try to, um, outwork everyone and do your best that you can. So, you know, you could just be, be comfortable or be content with your match or what you're doing, or what you did out there, you know, knowing that you gave it to your all. And yeah. 
Well, dude. I mean, uh, oh, go, Tommy, really quick, um, because you mentioned about Tommy the, the the loss in the ratings. Like we've we've seen it, Tommy, many times with with championship teams. Yeah, you're, you're not going to win every game, and sometimes it takes a loss to help a team grow and to get to that next level. And tonight, guys, is a big night with Fighter Fest. So, like. You know, you're mentioning about taking it to that next level. Could this be the night where you do take it to the next level, especially after what happened last week? Oh, absolutely. No doubt about it. Absolutely. Especially the fact that we're facing guys that we wrestled all over the world, literally. Not all over the world, but over the country, I can say. Um, and we have that chemistry is already there, so I can only imagine uh, what happens tonight. You know? Yeah, and I say no matter what, we face them all over. But my brain still works. They, I'm gonna do something that they've never seen. Never. All seen right. Before. You guys are super innovative, and and I do. I love. I always said this to everybody. My greatest compliment is to ask people to work my shows. And yeah, I'm paying you, but I only do it because I have that same mentality that your boss does, Tony Khan. It's a wrestling company. And, you know, I booked you guys on my show, not just, you know, because I liked you. I didn't want to pay you what I had to pay you, but uh, <laughs> it's because you guys could do it in the ring. And that is like, to me, my ultimate compliment. And, and for what you were saying before, don't ever get complacent. Don't ever in ECW, man. And why people still talk about it is because we had that mentality. If Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn went out there and had the best match and they weren't the main event then guess what? Uh, whoever was that main event would go out there and try to crushing it even harder. And that's yeah. the, and, and you guys, and I've been there for it. Uh, AEW has put on the best pay-per-views I've ever seen. Uh, I would say double nothing is one of the greatest pay-per-views I've ever been a part of or, or ever seen as a fan. And tonight, you know, with fighter fest being, with you guys kicking it off, I know what you're going to do. And I know what you're going to do with Santana and Ortiz because they're my boys too. And it's when I tell you, I, I expect greatness from you guys. And I know you do, will do too. But for the fans, I would say you need to tune into this because I think this is going to take tag team wrestling to the next level. Well, thank you. Well, Tommy, who do you think is going to win? Uh, Santana over you. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Why? Um wow. you know, I was asked I was asked to book a finish so I just did. It's more heat. I give it to Santana. Uh, I'm 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 going for private party. I I not there only go. that. There I'm going to go. There's some great matches tonight cuz you have Kenny Omega and Adam Page against best friends. You have Cody and Jake Hager. You have the Jurassic Express, you know, going up against MJF and Wardlow. But I I think this honestly, and I'm not just saying it cuz private party's on the air with us, Tommy. I feel the match that we're going to be talking about tomorrow is going to be oh. Private Party and Santana and Ortiz. And I think, Tommy, we're going to be talking about Private Party winning in that match. Oh, well. damn. That's, that's just my opinion, Tommy. Reaction. <laughs> well, I yeah. think I'll take it back. I think they're going to pin Q because he was out till four o'clock in the morning drinking. So, four thirty. Uh, yeah, experience, uh, experience will uh, take over on. Uh, that now nah, we, we we got the experience <laughs> we got matt hardy. Although, yeah that's right yeah, matt hardy is going to be in their corner so matt hardy's going to be coaching them up yeah. so i think that gives them the advantage tommy matt hardy no okay yeah, i gotta call him i was asked too. to give my opinion i'm you know i'm just i was asked to give a booking decision <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you forgot about the main the main important factor we got one of the one half of the best tag team you know to ever do it in our side in the so. world Guys, yeah. listen, what if he goes all uh, Doc Hendricks on you and turns on you tonight? You don't know what Mark and, uh, what Matt Hardy you'll, you'll get. Nah, you I, I, nah I, think, I think we're cool. I think we're cool. I, think we, I hope so. I hope that's exactly. Cool, listen, pretty sure you're, cool. you're talking to a baby face that's been turned on by everybody. Just when you think it's cool, it gets not cool. <laughs> well, I try to have that in the back of my head, you know. If he comes out with a horrible mullet, dude, just know you're getting turned on tonight. No, no, Isaiah, don't. don't Isaiah, do not have that in the back of your mind because if you have that in the back of your mind, then it's going to be a distraction in your match. Matt Hardy's cool. You're don't right. worry about it. Do not. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah, yeah, let, yeah, yeah. I'm bugging. I'm bugging. I'm bugging. Yeah, he is cool. I'm, I'm He's a cool to, guy. He got off back. 
Matt won't on you. I'm only playing with you. You ask, hey, you put me before Dave put me on the spot about referees. It got it trending. You put me on the spot. I'm going to give you my answer. I've known. I've also known Santana and Ortiz longer. I'm going to pick them. All right, Boomer. Nothing against you guys. It's fair. It's fair. fair. I like you guys. Well, guys, get some rest. It's game day for crying out loud. So we're so happy that you were able to come on uh, the day of this big show, Fighter Fest, night number one. It's a pay-per-view on free TV on TNT starting at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And again, huge match between Private Party and Santana and Ortiz. And I believe it's going to be a match that we're going to be talking about on Busted Open here tomorrow. Guys, congratulations on all the success and good luck tonight. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. You guys have right. a good day. And watch by the fest. Thank you. We will. We we'll will. be watching. We'll be Steal watching. Steal the show because I know you will. We'll be watching oh, live and then the other show on DVR later on. This is Aussie Football Rules America with Eddie Maguire. One of the game's greats is Nick Revolt has a great connection to America because the love of his life is from? She's from Texas. First of all, how did you meet? There are two versions to this story, and my version is we met in Vegas. Her version is we met in Nevada. Right. So, so one... <laughs> Catch new episodes Thursdays at 6pm Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and listen at home with Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, or however you stream in the house. Are you ready to give the Mount Rushmore? Are you ready for my Mount Rushmore of refs? We got a lot well, of great guesses from the nation today, by the way. Let me give you mine since it's not laminated and it could just disappear. Okay, go ahead. Are you ready? Here we yes. go. My number one Mount Rushmore of referees, Earl Hebner. He sits number one. Then Tommy Young sits number two. Then... John Finnegan from ECW and a little run in WWE. The reason why he didn't stay in WWE because he was super tall and they didn't like the referees to be tall. They like to mutate and have all the referees look the same. And this will get people angry, but I hate to put him over because he just loves to put himself over. Bully Ray made me think about somebody who was a phenomenal ref and worked in so many matches in WWE and so many matches an impact baby Hebner. He is a oh, phenomenal okay. referee that learned from his father and he ousted Mike Kyoto, who would have been on there. So baby Hebner, you took, you took Kyoto's spot, but I don't think either of them care about that. So that's okay. All that's right, my so top four of my Mount Rushmore of referees. And that's, that's a not very a slide good. on anybody I've rest. I've cause I've worked with some amazing referees. Well, let me give you my Mount Rushmore right now. Continue the conversation. We've gotten a lot of people in on the conversation. 877-344-4893. 877-FIGHT93. Um, I'll give my number. Well, I already gave my number one. I tweeted it out and I already mentioned before. Tommy Young, to me, is the greatest professional wrestling referee of all time. I know it's, it's really from from what we heard today. Tommy, I think it's been kind of split between Earl Hepner and Tommy Young. Tommy Young is uh, tops on my list. Uh, also, Earl Hepner would be number two. I love Earl Hepner. I mean, the work that he did, you know, throughout his career. What a wonderful career, a long career. Uh, and also a Hall of Famer, you know, uh, TNA Hall of Famer, Earl Hepner. Um, Dick Worley, this was somebody who I didn't think I was originally going to have, but somebody mentioned it on social media, and I probably saw Dick Worley the most live than any other referee going to the Meadowlands every single month. He was always the referee at the Meadowlands. Didn't matter if it was the WWF or Pro Wrestling USA. Always great seeing Dick Worley in the ring refereeing a match. And as I mentioned earlier, somebody who I absolutely love, and that's David Manning. So my Mount Rushmore of referees, Tommy Young, Earl Hepner, David Manning, and Dick Worley. I like it. I like it a lot. I would disagree with one of them, but it's your list, not mine. Would you take David Manning off? I would take Dick Worley off. Dick Worley, would you replace him with Scrappy McGowan? I know you're more of an old school guy. Uh, yeah. Here's why Dick Worley going back. Listen, as a fan, it's different. Just like I'm telling you, when we're watching Continental Wrestling, we're watching all this stuff on on uh, Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. There are certain things like being a wrestler, I notice where um, 
if we want to talk about rules back then, it was just like, so like you had to, to follow the rules, but then you go back and you'll watch. And like, I just, I watched this match. It was chief J Strongbow versus an enhancement talent and chief J Strongbow threw the enhancement talent, not once, but twice over the top rope, hit him with a steel chair, hit him with the announce table, rammed him into the steel post because he was angry that Greg Valentine broke his leg. And this was his match back. Yeah. And he then apologized for his behavior, but <clears throat> they fought on the floor for at least two minutes. And back, you know, back then we thought it was amazing, but now it doesn't hold up. And I've also noticed that Dick Worley, a lot of times, uh, like if an enhancement talent left the ring, he would give you a quick count. Cause it was almost like he just wanted this match to end. I noticed these things as a wrestler, not as a fan. And sometimes it was, he wanted the attention garnered towards him when that's not the referee's job. Um, so that's my opinion on that. Not saying he wasn't a good referee, but there was just, and he was the referee that I grew up with. Yeah. Because back in the day, I would be able to name every referee because I'm insane. But per concussion, some of those fell out of my ears and I forget people's name. But <clears throat> that's, it's different when you watch it now as opposed to then. So that's why this is your list and that's why your list works for you. And my list works for me and everybody other's list works for everybody else. Like no one, like uh, baby Hebner would gets my vote because I work with him and he would ask questions. He would add to the match. He would come and pull me aside and be like, well, will this work better? And I'm like, absolutely, man. Thank you. And his cadence worked and his, you know, and he learned from, he learned from the best. And if you also think about, you know, we talk about these tree and these booking trees of Eddie Graham you know, Tommy Young, I believe, helped Earl Hebner. And then it was a trickle-down effect for, you know, a lot of other people. So that's why those guys are on those Mount Rushmores. Yeah, and like right now, it's it tells you the difference between companies right now, too, because AEW, you know, they let you know who the referees are. The referees become a big part of the show. And then in the WWE, they're, they're nameless and faceless for the most part. You know, they don't make the announcement of who the official is and everything. Which do you prefer, Tommy? Uh, I always would give the referees the credit if they're going to be on my own house of hardcore. I would say the, this match is refereed by boom. And that's the, the only time you're going to hear their names. Same. I would do that on television. Uh, announce the referee to a live audience. He doesn't really have to be for television, but if the referee goes for the count, a lot of times they won't, you know, they won't mention the referees names, you know, uh, if, if it's, you know, uh, Aubrey Edwards, you know, this close with a two count or Aubrey Edwards telling Chris Jericho to get out of her face or, you know, that type of stuff to at least admonish the person's name, acknowledge the person's name. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, same like, you know, I think in football, I could probably name one or two referees and UFC, they tell you who the referees are because, you know, they're for football. We don't know the referees until... There's a, there's a, their job, they're doing their job. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.